and welcome to Bible Bitches. I'm here with the one Sarah Hoff. Thank you. And I am here with, I don't know why I was so awkward about that. <laughs> Thank you for naming me. And I'm here with Laura Barclay. That's me. She's our resident uh, Christian person. <laughs> <laughs> Most days. <laughs> and today we are talking about one of my favorite holidays, which is Easter. Yeah, you just like love talking about the death of Jesus. <laughs> no, I uh, what I actually like is my family's full contact adult Easter egg hunt. It's a riot. Like literally, it always ends with my sister and I in a full headlock. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, <laughs> wait. When you were when you were growing up, did you did your church like every year? My church would put on like the the Easter play. Mm, you know. Yep. And then like also every year the pastor would go into great detail about how much pain Jesus went through on the cross yes. and get into like real specifics about where they nailed in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like the crown of thorns and things like that. Yes. Kind of traumatizing. Yeah. And then you'd come home and there'd be like an Easter basket yeah, with eggs and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. It was so weird. And yeah. And then you go home and it's always like, it was, Easter was also my favorite because we, we always had, it was always a potluck. A bunch of people came over. You get like tons of candy. Yeah. And it was good times, but absolutely, you know, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe we didn't do things that were as physically, you know, rigorous as what <laughs> you all did. Yeah, we do. have our mini Olympics. It's it's very fun. I highly recommend it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about Easter today. Yes, and its pagan origins. It was really interesting researching this holiday because there were some strong opinions. Apparently some Christians are like, no, we didn't steal it. And some pagans and atheists are like, yeah, huh, you did. And it seems like a lot of scholars are sort of like, I mean, it just makes sense to scooch in and do things of a similar theme if you're in a similar area. So like if you're having a chocolate fest on May 1st and I'm trying to find when to have a dark chocolate fest, I might also choose May 1st. I feel like a lot of Christians in that kind of like, general Christian Christiansness. Yeah. They really hate the idea that their like uh holidays and practices have any uh have any origin other than like just straight up Christianity. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, you know, a few weeks ago, this is <laughs> totally random. But I went to Arcade Fest uh here in town and like I there was a couple games I was really looking forward to playing, you know, like uh Tekken and Super Mario, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I wasn't completely offended by the idea that other games were there. <laughs> like, it was my mind. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even go, and I was offended. You're like, how dare there be pinball here? <laughs> and I'm like, look at all these people having fun, liking their different things. Great. Cool. I mean, girl, preach. Right. Anyways. Um... So yeah, so yeah. pagans, pagans and and Christians just generally haven't gotten along pretty real well. That's kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer. Not 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 surprising. Not surprising, but also yeah, it's a bummer. Um, okay, so we know from scriptures that Jesus died around the Jewish holiday of Passover. He was in Jerusalem during Passover week, throwing over over tables and being a rabble rouser leading up to his death. And according Wait, was to- he being a rabble rouser or was he being a rabbi rouser? <gasps> oh! <laughs> I, that is 
You have done a church and dad joke at the same time. Mark this day. Mark this day. Mark this day. For the worst joke of all time has just been said. <laughs> Still far too close to the eyes of Mark. Um, so, according to an article on Live Science called Quake Reveals Day of Jesus' Crucifixion by Jennifer Vegas, published uh, May 27th of 2022, Jesus may have died on Friday, April 3rd, 33 AD. This was calculated due to the fact that the Gospels mentioned Jesus died right before the start of Passover or the 14th day of Nisan on the Jewish calendar. So that would be Good Friday and the date of the resurrection would just be several days after that on the Christian calendar. There is also a mention to about the ground shaking in the crucifixion passages for geological reference, um, though that could really just be a metaphor. Yeah, so then how exactly do we flash forward to like 2,000 years and have bunnies giving out eggs? What? doesn't make any sense because bunnies don't lay eggs. Anyways, well, I'll tell you. I've seen a bunny lay an egg once. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. (laughs) Are you sure it was a bunny? No, it was a chicken. But it had long ears. Wait, hold up. Was it a chicken with bunny ears on it? Yes. Did I put the bunny ears on it? Yes. Makes a lot of sense. A tiny fur coat. (laughs) On the chicken. Anyways. Um, Well, okay, so first of all, there is a long history of dying and rising gods, right? From Osiris in ancient Egypt to Odin in Scandinavia to the goddess Inanna. Uh, for the ancient Sumerians. Um, Also, the Greek goddess Persephone goes underground to live with Hades half the year, corresponding with the changes in seasons, light and dark. So, you know, like, just like every fucking boomer going down to Florida at, like, October October 1. October 1 to, like, April 30th. Exactly. (laughs) The Greeks say Persephone, we say Snowbird. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We We just have... Jerry and Pam, and they have Persephone. (laughs) They're just driving down. I love it. So it's a fairly, they're just, they're mythological figures, right? Yeah. Um, So it's a fairly popular and reoccurring theme to have dying and rising gods, and occasionally correlating them with seasons, in the case of Persephone and Inanna specifically, and others. Here's where it gets more interesting. The next part of the podcast we will take from a Smithsonian article called The Ancient Origins of the Easter Bunny. A scholar traces the folk figure's history from the Neolithic era to today by Talk Thompson, published April 14th of 2022. Talk Thompson is an anthropologist at the University of Southern California. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, did you know, actually, he's actually really popular. He and his twin brother, Tick. They started this really popular app. I think they've made a lot of money off of it. You've got the dad jokes today. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> Anyways, Thompson notes that uh, Thompson notes that European European hares, which are European rabbits, I think a subspecies of rabbits, European hares, were buried with humans in the Neolithic age, which archaeologists archaeologists interpret with religious significance, symbolizing rebirth. This becomes even more common in the Iron Age, and he notes that Julius Caesar stated that hares were not consumed in Britain out of reverence. In ancient Egypt, in ancient Greece, hares were a symbol of Aphrodite and desire. Even today, there are references to fucking like bunnies because of how often they reproduce. Um, 
hair also in ancient Greco-Roman times, hair hair on the head, not mm-hmm. hair as the bunny, but hair on the head was also uh, there was a correlation between that and um, uh, like being fertile. So there was this idea. Because, like, the idea was that, like, guys go bald around the same time that they, like, kind of become impotent. And so there's this idea that your semen was located in your hair, and so longer hair was better. And that once you started losing hair, you started losing your fertility. That's wild. Yeah. So, fun facts. Fun I facts. love how completely non-scientific that is but it's ancient greece so how would they know They're i mean scrambling at correlations weren't there also ideas like if a woman would go out into the fields while menstruating it would make sure they, they that they had like a good harvest things like that you know i don't know but probably yeah just bleeding all they over the had place. a very weird idea and at one point there was this idea i think it was in ancient greece that the the um and I even think it was up until now or up until like a century ago essentially that the the uterus floated all over the woman's body <laughs> and like it came back down when she would orgasm. I did not know that. Yeah, isn't that weird? That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, y'all science just we need it. <laughs> we, we do. More of it. <laughs> <laughs> um so this symbolism about like rabbits and fertility has lasted through the ages with rabbits appearing in art from ancient Greece through the Renaissance. Even the Virgin Mary is shown with a white rabbit, which means she overcame sexual temptation. Sure. Whatever. She Yep. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, she totally didn't didn't bang at all. Um, anyways, to the nitty gritty we go. In folk traditions of England and Germany, we start getting a direct linkage between the hair and Easter. As early as the 1600s, there are German accounts of Easter egg hunts with the Easter hare hiding Easter eggs for the kids to find. Sounds familiar, right? I mean, it does. Indeed. In contemporaneous accounts in England, um, they discuss Easter hare hunts and eating hare meat at Easter. Um, <laughs> which I gotta say, like, but like rabbits, good rabbits, a good meat. Would you eat the Easter bunny, Sarah? I mean, probably. They're kind of scary. You just cut a slice I off. I, you know what? I would love. Break me off a piece of that Easter bunny. I would. What if? I mean, if the Easter bunny lays eggs, I would eat a. I would eat an Easter egg. I would eat a bunny egg from the Easter <laughs> rabbit. I think that's just a Cadbury egg. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> They really need to work on that poor bunny's diet. They really do. (laughs) Anyways. Um, The most ridiculous tradition, though, is called a hair pie scramble in a village in Leicestershire, England. (laughs) This is weird. This is where people would eat a meat pie made with hair meat, and people were just, like, quote-unquote, scrambling for a slice. So, like, the way that I understand this is that there was a big meat pie and then everybody just kind of like rounded in on it and we're all trying to get a handful is what it sounds like, which is like super gross, super gross. Who among us has not tried to punch someone and then get their hands inside of a meat pie? (laughs) I'm always, (laughs) always looking to get my hands inside of a meat pie. (laughs) It's, Caused me to question my sexuality more than once. <laughs> You're like, do I like this? No. Do I like this? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm definitely a vegetarian. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, 
this super is weird, but um, apparently in 1790, someone tried to stop the custom because it had pagan associations, but it's still going on today. So saith the research, which I have not actually confirmed because I think we just all want to believe that that still is going on, even in a post-COVID world, because people are super unsanitary and disgusting. Yes, very. I just wanted. I just want to believe that they're just still out there ready to start the next pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're intentionally not fact-checking our... No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, in the article, it says it's still going on to today. And, and that was... was in 2022. So, but I don't know. I mean, did they, did they account for COVID? I don't know. Well, it was a Smithsonian article. So I feel like it's been well vetted, fairly well yeah, vetted. Yeah, probably. Um, that's, that's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thompson believes that the eating of the hair may have a correlation with ancient folk traditions of scaring away witches at Easter. Throughout Northern Europe, people believed witches could transform into hares and cause mischief like stealing milk from cows. Wait, how? Like, they would get on their little hind legs and they would reach up and suckle the cow teats with their little hair mouths? I mean, like... I have never seen a rabbit suckle a cow's tea. I'm a city girl these days, but I've lived in rural Kentucky for, you know, a while. And I, I, I ain't seen nothing like that. And I don't want to see it. I have a question yeah. that I'm just realizing. Mm-hmm. I've heard of witches that, like, that quote-unquote witches can transform into, well, now rabbits, but also cats and, like, ravens. Mm-hmm. You never hear about witches turning into, like... A huge, like a horse or an elephant. Like, why even is it? Is it sexism that's like so ingrained that they're like we can't imagine a woman being like an an apex predator? I want a witch to turn into a T Rex. I mean, duh. If I was a witch, that's what I would turn into, and they would be like, "Oh fuck!" I mean, you never hear about witches turning into bears. Oh wait, yeah, no. Yeah, I. You know what? I'm for it. I'm gonna start that rumor here. Did you know that witches can turn into bears, Sarah? Oh, wait, what, was the, wait, what was the plot of that Disney cartoon that's set in, like, Ireland? She Titanic? Into- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, Brave? Brave, yeah. yeah she, she does turn she, into she, a she bear. She turns into a bear. Yeah. I take that all back. Yeah. But she wasn't a witch. But the witch did make this the You know what? Spell. So maybe you're looking, you know what you're looking for is you're looking for Celtic religion. That's what you're looking for. I guess for. so. I yeah. guess so. Welcome to the fold. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question, Sarah. Would you suckle a cow's teat if you were starving? Like, if you if you hadn't, you know, eaten in days, would you would you like this this hair suckle a teat of a cow? Would I would would I be would it be my choice not to have eaten? Or um, is you're it, just trying to survive. Just no, yeah, you're, probably yeah. probably I would eat it. Yeah, especially you, if 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 I hadn't eaten, that would mean that food would be. Um, scarce scarce and like maybe i wouldn't have access to it for a while i would definitely and if there was something wrong with your hands would you just put that nipple directly in your mouth i mean first of all like logistically that's going to be real dangerous yeah yeah but you're hungry like it's been a while why don't i have my hands (laughs) i don't know how have i survived an apocalyptic (laughs) situation without my hands um you were fighting off all the bunnies to get to the tea (laughs) and they bit your hands (laughs) And they're very bloody, and you don't want to get the blood in the mouth. I mean, probably. Good. Okay, Would so you, you... Probably. Yeah. You heard it here at first. Bible bitches will suckle a cow's teeth. <laughs> in a specific apocalyptic situation. <laughs> nope. We're editing that bit out. <laughs> um, 
Also, hilariously, people in uh, medieval Europe thought witches could suck the life force out of others and make them sick. So, like, energy vampires. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's this is just accurate. That's a real thing that exists. We've yeah. all known that person who, like, you're like, I'm emotionally worse off mm-hmm. from having <laughs> been around you. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So clearly hating on witches and trying to get rid of them at Easter is pretty common throughout Europe with various festivals and rituals. And even still to this day, I mean, like hating on witches is a whole thing. Yep. Um, with uh, sp- like coming spring and new life uh, out with the soul-sucking witches in the winter. For instance, there's Osterfuhr or Easter Fire, a festival in Germany with bonfires to frighten away witches. In Sweden, there's an ancient belief that witches hop on broomsticks and fly away to the legendary island of Blackula in the Baltic Sea at Easter. Don't confuse this with the 1972 horror film Blackula about an African prince who was made made a a vampire by Dracula. Right, whenever I read about this legendary island of Blackula, I was like, that has to be a horror film, right? (laughs) And yes, apparently it sparked a... So the horror film, this is an aside... Uh, Blackula sparked a lot of black horror films after. I guess this was in the like black exploita- black exploitation film era of the seventies. Yeah. And so, as horror films, I feel like we have to watch this now for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, the Grimm brothers come along doing their thing, gathering and collecting folk tales. And in eighteen twenty five, Jacob Grimm links the Easter hare to the ancient German goddess he called Ostera. Thompson believes. He took, he took this name from the Anglo-Saxon goddess Eostre, E-O-S-T-R-E, for those who are wanting to look it up, who the monk and English historian Bede wrote about in 731 AD. Bede states that in the 8th century in England, the month of April was actually called Oestramonoth or Oestra month after the goddess Oestra. He also stated that a pagan festival in honor of this goddess was absorbed into the Christian celebration of the resurrection of Christ. Yeah, there's actually a song about me called O Sarah, O Stara. <laughs> because I am a German goddess. Um, you're going you're gonna to sing a few bars, right? O Stara, O Sarah. <laughs> yes! Dumb. Love it. <laughs> um, anyways. Linguistically, it's interesting to note that while most European languages refer to the Christian holiday with a name with a name that is derived from the Jewish holiday Passover, such as Pach in French or Pask in Swedish, German, and English languages retain this older non-biblical and might we even say pagan word Easter. What? Yes. Thompson also notes that more recent archaeological research supports the findings that the goddess Oestra was worshipped in parts of England and Germany, and the hare was her main symbol. So it's fair to say that the Easter bunny is associated with these pre-Christian celebrations of the spring equinox and the associated goddess Oestra with her fertility and rebirth symbols of eggs and bunnies and flowers. I mean, that just kind of makes a lot of sense, right? The people, though, those people would have pre-Christian beliefs and celebrations that would get absorbed into newer practices and beliefs. Yeah, like uh, it's just like cultural evolution. Yeah, 
And it's really weird that there's arguments on the internet about it, as if having any association with something pagan invalidates Christian practices. It just means you can play well with others, or unfortunately, you forcibly had others convert, but they retain some practices. <laughs> I'd much rather the former, but it's really the latter in a lot of cases. I do think it's important to note that modern pagans celebrate Ostera as a spring holiday, so it's still around. And if you are gobbling down Cadbury eggs, <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Straight from the butthole of a bunny. Exactly. Then I want you to acknowledge that Ostera is a thing and that it was rolled into Easter. It's just the right thing to do. Also, I'm, I'm concerned that you're so surprised that uh, people are having arguments on the internet about like literally anything. <laughs> I'm shocked, Sarah. <laughs> I, what? People argue on the internet? Trust me. There's arguments in porn. That's the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all you get. I bet that needs to be a TED talk. What is the internet? That oh. and then you just walk away. <laughs> Arguments, porn. Cat videos. And cat videos. That's it. Yep, yep. But it's mainly Mainly arguments, arguments and porn. porn. Yep. Yep. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. That's what I use so, it for. Yeah. So as you're gobbling down your eggs, think about that. <laughs> Happy Ostera, Easter, Passover, whatever you, you know, celebrate. Uh, and we're glad that you could hang out with us for this time. Uh, go find us on BibleBitchesPodcast.com and give us some money on our Patreon. Please. So that we can keep giving you quality content. <laughs> and give us a look-see on Twitter if you're still on that garbage heap uh, at BibleBitches. And then where are we on Instagram? Instagram yeah. At BibleBitchesPodcast. And then you can also find us on, um, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Um, big shout out to Miss Eves, uh, Yo Eves on Twitter for our intro and outro music. And anything else? Mm, no. no. All right. I'll just be over here gobbling eggs. Gobbling them down. Gobbling them down. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.